Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bros. Bros. Podcast, otherwise known as our sexist tape. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about how we see proto-feminism displayed in the Scarlet Letter and if we think Hester Prynne was treated differently because she was a woman. I'm Mila Galloway, and today I'm joined by Danica Vendo, Kenley Gray, Everett Robinson, and Noelle Deary. So first we're going to be talking about the first tape, I mean, is Society Itself. Society Itself, <laughs> welcome to your tape. Okay, so Hester Prynne Society was, seemed to be pretty sexist in the book. How do you guys see that? So Hester Prince Society was pretty sexist towards her more because they were they were heavily influenced Puritans and they were strict interpreters of the law, which was the Bible. And so the women especially in the Puritans, they weren't so fond of Hester's crime. Like when they found out, they were all lined up outside of the jail and ridiculed her. And so yeah, they yeah, they, they pretty much slut shamed her, right? Yeah. Which is what we see a lot nowadays. But, um, yeah. And also, like, because of their beliefs back then, like, um, adultery was, like, the government's job to, like, punish her. But, like, nowadays we don't really see that. Like, it's just, like, a personal thing. Yeah. So that's why it was such, like, a heavy topic in their town. But more today, the sexism, like, how they jailed her for the, how they jailed her for, um, committing this crime of adultery. Today... The jail kind of is culture and how culture will ridicule you and they will kind of like shun you or turn away from you if you have that reputation of messing up or as like Hester did, having a child out of wedlock. Which we see a lot in the church nowadays too. Like some people will, um, like Heaven said in class a few weeks ago, she said like those families who don't like that Kanye West is a Christian now and they kick out their daughter when they get pregnant, something like that. And, like, also, I think that, like, they kind of they kind of misinterpreted the Bible in a way, like, by thinking that they should shame people for their sin, when in reality, like, Jesus, like, his whole message was to love people who were in sin. So they were the ones who were supposed to be comforting the most, like, even though they were the ones who were hating the most. All right, uh, also in the Bible, uh, when Jesus said, uh, not really said, but when uh, he went to the woman that had committed adultery, he didn't throw the rock at her. Uh, he said, mm-hmm. whoever sinless throw the rock first. So you see that in society, that they, they throw the rock first because they think they are sinless because they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize that they're also to blame yeah. in like a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the second topic we want to talk about is Dimsdale. Like, how does that show, like, sexism in the society? And do you guys think that Dimsdale is sexist? Well, Dimsdale, for the most part, he was sexist. But I feel like he had he had some part of him inside that didn't want to. Like that one night when he went out into the town square and he went where they ridiculed Hester and they pretty much humiliated her, he kind of wished that he could have taken that all away as he's the baby's father. But when given the chance to, when Hester sees him with Pearl, he kind of shuns away from them again. And so... I wouldn't say that he's necessarily sexist, but he just didn't have, he just wasn't strong enough or courageous enough to face the town and the ridicule he was going on. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. um, I think like, okay, this is like kind of adding on to that, but like people in the town thought Hester was weak for like committing adultery, for like, you know, defying what God had said. But in reality, like, that turned her into one of the strongest people in their community because she had to build her way back up and learn how to, like, 
take all of society's punishment on her and still like learn how to not care what they thought and just kind of like pave her own way. And this was a big like sign or like kind of foreshadowing to feminism and this is what is called proto-feminism, which is feminism that was in culture but wasn't yet developed. Or which like yeah. brings up our next topic. Um, how do you guys see proto-feminism in the book? Like Mila said, proto-feminism in the book was Hester defying the culture and society and not caring about necessarily what they had to say to her. And she kind of looked not to society as her source of happiness or her source of like justification necessarily. She looked more to God, which is what they wanted her to do. And she also looked at Pearl and she kind of looked at as Pearl as like her, her grace, kind of. Like her grace from God that for her sin, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even though, she, yes, she was born out of wedlock, it's still kind of like a gift from God. Yeah, yeah. it's like her blessing even though she sinned. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like the only person that she needs. She doesn't need society or anything. She just needs Pearl. And God. Doesn't yeah. Pearl, sorry. And she shows uh, how she's independent from society by moving out, and not, not on the outskirts, but still staying close to town instead of hiding herself and like just being gone, she starts working with the lower class, like doing sewing things to make money and not keeping herself hidden. Mm-hmm. So she's still there, but she's not completely hidden from society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going back to what you said, um, wasn't Pearl like a um, symbol of like hope? Yeah. In the book? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. partially why the governor and all of them kind of let her keep Pearl because at, in the beginning they wanted to take Pearl away because they thought she was some sort of like she wasn't going to grow up and be the kind of Puritan they wanted her to be. Yeah. But then they looked at it with the help of Dimsdale. They looked at it and they kind of realized that Pearl was her only saving grace. Like she, she was the only thing keeping Hester from going towards sin and like the yeah. devil. Um, and like also I think they were scared because like obviously they had like kind of a cutout of what they wanted their citizens to be. And so when Hester went against that, they were like terrified that Pearl was just going to be a copy of Hester, and they didn't want to have to deal with that again. But I think they realized that like the strength that Hester gained from that, and the strength that Hester was able to gain from Pearl was going to keep them like maybe sane and maybe keep them from sin again. Yes. I think that when she sewed the A onto her shirt, it really just like it kind of like disrespected them. Like she's going to make it pretty. She's going to do it herself. And. Um, we were going to bring up how it's kind of sexist where they were like putting the A, where they were going to put the A, like they want guys to look there. Um, it was going to be on the chest if you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was pretty weird. We were thinking about that, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. they kind of wanted to put it on her, as they call in the book, her bosoms. <laughs> that was her, that was the feature that men looked at the most. And whenever, and the governor, as her punishment, rather than keeping her in jail for the rest of her life, their punishment was this letter. And with this letter came like this really bad reputation and it was just not good. Like it closed off many opportunities for her. Mm-hmm. But even with the letter, she, people who still had to talk to her, such as like the governor or like people who needed sewing, sewing things like Everett said, as she was the only seamstress in town, um, they had to look at it and they were reminded every time of what she did. Yeah. And kind of like, Hester's scarlet letter is kind of Pearl because every time she looks at Pearl, she looks at her as a blessing, but also as a reminder of like kind of sin, kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. because it's what was made out of her sin. It's like to her kind of maybe like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know what's interesting? What? Hmm. So she committed adultery with Dimsdale, but then he made her put the letter on her bosom. Whoa. Shoot. Whoa. It's like keeping it alive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but also like in, okay, this is kind of off topic, but it also is on the topic of Dimsdale. Even though Dimsdale may not have been sexist himself, like Dimsdale's character in the book kind of showed the sexism that was like alive in the Puritan society because, because like, Hester was like sought out. Like ever since Pearl was born, Hester was sought out. Like they wanted to punish her, they wanted to shame her. Mm. But like they weren't as like adamant about finding the man who was like involved in it. And they kind of just gave it one try and after that they gave up. Mm. So like, although Dimsdale may not have been sexist himself, he kind of was a symbol of like the sexism that like the Puritan mm -hmm. society had. Yeah, he oh, kind of encouraged the sexism. Like, well not encouraged, but he let it he let it happen. He yeah, he like let he had it. many chances to stop it, especially the first time when she they brought her out and they tried to get her to say who the man was. He knew that it was him, but yet he kind of preached over her. They had mm -hmm. him preach over her, which is kind of like, like, how do you say this? Like, it's like contradictory. Yeah, contradictory. Of. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, although he was preaching at her, like. You could tell by the book that he was really nervous to be doing that because obviously he knew that he was like just as guilty as her mm -hmm. but he just felt like his like to him his priorities were like his position was over his relationships like he thought that he had to stay in that position even though it was like kind of like taking his life away like he it wasn't bringing him any satisfaction or joy to still be a minister but like he felt like he needed to be because he just his position was so important to him in society mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, so next tape, welcome to your tape, The Governor. <laughs> so what do you guys think about The Governor? Was he sexist? Was he not sexist? Did he slut shame her? What do you guys think? He was most definitely sexist. Like, he was yeah. the one who chose her punishment. Like, yeah. if it was a male, like, if he found out that Dimsdale was the man who, the other half, the baby daddy, <laughs> if he found out that Dimsdale was him, I don't think he, do they wouldn't have done anything because one, Dimsdale is a reverend, so he's already high up in Puritan society. And they don't want him to be seen like yeah. a sinner. Yeah. And so I feel like if they found out that it was him. It's like a publicity thing yeah, too. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. they wouldn't have done anything because it looks bad, like Noelle said, on the government too. Like, how could the government let something like this happen? How could they let someone so sinful like preach on to others mm -hmm. and so he, i mean if i were dimsdale i honestly wouldn't snitch on myself because he's just he's basically just like he's gonna snitch on himself that's what she wants him to do and like yeah. honestly i don't think any of us would have done that but that sorry that was off topic also uh and the governor kind of later on as you see when uh he does suggest that he wants to take away the child or pearl but he doesn't do it so he's kind of showing not really remorse but less attitude towards um hester by not forcibly taking the child away. She lets him keep her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he knows that Pearl's his child. And also, but when he knows that Pearl's his child, he's also kind of afraid of her. Like he's afraid of what could what could happen if he like started a relationship with Pearl. Yeah. Like I think Dimsdale thinks it as, might be damaging. Yeah. yeah, and it would most definitely blow his cover with the governor. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I think he thinks it's not going to be more damaging to her than really him, because yeah. when your father just pops back up out of nowhere, like that kid, he's she's going to feel like she's been rejected before, and she's coming back just for that. Yeah, yeah, maybe she feels like 
that pattern is just going to repeat itself because all she's like she's never seen him before you might be afraid like not really for the damage he's going to do to pearl but also for the damage that like how he's going to feel maybe if pearl rejects him mm-hmm. plus oh. like maybe when she's older she's gonna like think that like sense her dad's so high in authority and like he did that she's gonna think like that's kind of okay yeah and that like yeah that like secrecy is okay like maybe i don't know like obviously no one would want her to grow up thinking that she should keep like her priority should be like oh he's the minister so that secret should be kept because Mm -hmm. like his position should be his priority Mm -hmm. even though that's not true yeah You need plants? You need sod? You need a home renovation supplies? You need old men? More saving, more doing. That's the power of Home Depot! Okay, so kind of the next topic that we wanted to talk about is the main character, which is Hester Prynne. So, like, how do you think that she showed, like, she kind of revealed sexism in the society, and how do you think that she, like, kind of went against it and maybe showed, like, feminism? Um, like I said earlier, she sewed the A, the A on her the A. <laughs> she sewed sewed the A on her shirt herself to kind of like disrespect them, um, and she kept Pearl. So I think that she was just showing them like she's self reliant and she could do it herself. And um, yeah, yeah. And she's also, proving them wrong. And also, not only did she sew the A, but she made it like such a bold statement yeah. by like making it like beautiful and yeah perfect. and like what i was thinking about that is like i think like obviously when they had her sew that on onto her shirt like they wanted her to feel shame like they wanted her yeah. to think like everyone who sees me is just gonna feel like this like shame on me but like she made it like a symbol of inspiration like she had that inspire her to become better and like she wanted to to make that her inspiration Mm -hmm. and like a quote from the book is like it says the tendency of her fate and fortunes had been to set her free the scarlet letter was her passport into regions where women dared not tread so it was like it was the scarlet letter was kind of her way to show other women that it's okay to defy society and it's okay to like make mistakes mm-hmm. yeah like she like she kind of paved the way for i think a lot of women like maybe at the time they didn't realize it but they were being influenced by her and like the way that she handled it wasn't the way that anyone thought she would but like yeah i, re- I read one time in the book that like people start to see the a as less of like a shame symbol like yeah. not to stand for adultery but maybe for to stand for like like authenticity or something like that because uh-huh. she was different like she was set apart from everyone and she like she went on the path that people didn't think that she'd be able to take. And like, like she was bold and showed other women that like they could have power and they could be individuals too. Yeah, yeah. And also like um, when she would like go into town and go for something like the kids would bully Pearl and like the woman would bully her, but like <laughs> she chose to stay out, like she chose to stay bigger than that. Unless didn't, wasn't there one instance where she said something cause they were like um, about to like beat up Pearl or something like that? I don't know. When she was into the governor's office or uh, mansion, whatever, the kids like were about to throw yeah. at her, and then Pearl kind of like chased them off, kind of like yeah. that. But yeah. like she stayed bigger that, and like she, yeah. uh, she didn't give in. Like showed it. who she was. Yeah. Like she wasn't gonna put up with that. I, I think she kind of accepted it. Like she saw the mistakes she made, but then also accepted it as a good thing and not like a mm-hmm. mistake, but just something that she did in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like. 
at the same time, obviously, it's not it's not like the whole time it was like, oh, ever since this, like I feel empowered and stuff. Like obviously, she had a lot of days like where she like felt shame, and maybe maybe even every day like she felt the shame that other people like were trying to put on her. But she chose to go above that, and she chose to work her way back up, like knowing that she was starting from a low place, like. She knew that she was gonna have to work her way back into like people wanting to be in a relationship with her, but she still did that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, how do you guys think she would have been treated if she were a man, though? I feel if Hester was a man, she would most definitely not have gotten the same punishment. She would have still most definitely gotten punished, but that also would depend on her social class. As we mm-hmm. said with Dimsdale, mm, yeah. he would have he would not have been punished, even though he he committed the crime with her. He gave into it. He would not have been punished because he's a reverend. And she's a seamstress. Yeah. Yeah, and since she's a seamstress, she of course not only was she a woman but a seamstress, she got the worst end of it because she was a lower class, mm-hmm. and the governor didn't really care for lower class. They cared for the higher class Puritans, like the richer ones or the ones who work in the church, like just to protect their image. Yeah. And like at the same time, I think when at, like when they were asking her to confess who he was, it might have not just been that she wanted to protect him. I think that the governor probably wouldn't have believed her because it wasn't just based on her like gender. It was also based on like what you were saying, like her class in society. So maybe she was afraid of like people just thinking she was a liar for saying that. They could have even like gotten her in trouble for saying it was a reverend, like she was like trying to set him up or something, right? Yeah. Alright, uh, back to the like, you know, topic of more punishment. Back then, remember this, that men were hot or held high and had more freedom than mm-hmm. women. So, mm-hmm. if you got in trouble or something like that, America was still developing, so you could just get on shit, go back to England, go back to your homeland, or just the next like, you know, place down. Mm-hmm. It's like, they could go all around they want men, but women, they were stuck. They didn't have the freedom of right as like, a white man back then. Mm-hmm. So they were stuck to the area. Yeah, so... And it made it worse for her because um, when her real husband came back, instead of accepting her, and if he, accept, if he accepted her, they could have left. They could have been finished. Mm-hmm. But instead of accepting her, she was stuck there. It's kind of her own punishment in his own. Yeah, yeah, like he kind of wanted to, to punish her with that. Also, the last thing... But um, it also, like, if she was a man, it would have blown over way quicker. Yeah, quicker. probably. Yeah. They wouldn't like, have, like, harassed him his whole life. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have dragged it on because they would have been like, oh, whatever. Yeah, he would have been able to earn his way back into society a lot. Quicker. Yeah, and that also has to go back to social class. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for listening to our sexist tape. And um, <laughs> one last bye from the Bros. Bros podcast. And I hope you had a good time listening. And... Hope you guys had a good rest of your day.